0: Welcome to Metal Injection Squared Circle Pair, today's special guest, Triple H, and now, here is your host, Rob Paspani! Holy cow, I cannot believe who my guest is on this edition of Squared Circle Pit. It's Rob. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's been a little bit since you might have heard my voice in the form of a squared circle pit, but I am back and I made sure my return had arguably our biggest guest yet of course he is a wwe executive he is a legend he is a noted metalhead triple h is my guest on the show and we are talking about metal we're talking about wrestling and metal this is the squared circle pit if this is your first time listening first of all thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this podcast we explore the connection between heavy metal which is what we cover here on metalinjection.net, and pro wrestling. And some of our past guests, just our last two guests on this show have been edge talking about his love of heavy metal and Seth Rollins talking about heavy metal. So definitely go back in our archives. We have so many great guests in the past, including John Moxley comedian, Brian Posehn. We had Darby Allen, I've had Corey Taylor from Slipknot, CM Punk, Maynard from Tool, so many, so many cool people, Chris Jericho, Raven. So go back, metalinjection.net, slash squared circle pit is where you can check out the archives or check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You know, you get your podcast I am, of course, Rob Injection on social media. Please hit me up after this. Let me know what you think about it, especially if this is your first time listening. I would really appreciate hearing from you. And uh, uh, I'll get to my Triple H interview right now. And on the other end, I'll give my preview of War Games, which is this Sunday on the WWE Network, and talk about some other wrestling stuff. So stick around after the interview for a little more of my opinion. Now entering Metal Injection's Squared Circle Pit, we have a WWE legend, we have a noted metalhead, Paul Triple H Levesque. Thank you so much for hanging out here on Metal Injection, and NXT War Games is this Sunday, and I have to say, I... Had I did not a double, like a triple take when the first promo started airing and it's Black Sabbath's legendary track, War Pigs. <laughs> How did you make this happen?
1: Yeah, look, you you went crazy for it, so did I. I couldn't wait for that first promo spot to hit. And look, it doesn't get any more iconic than Sabbath and War Pigs. And when you're talking about war games, like in my mind, to me, like to me, all this stuff with music and the connection to WWE and NXT and all of it, it's, it's about a feel and a, an aura and, and just that kind of the impact that the music makes to creating the characters and, and the shows themselves are characters. So to me, when I would think about war games, I would think about that song and, and War Pigs and there could be no greater track to to use to promote it and make you feel that energy and you know we have a thing here we do called nxt loud but wwe in general neil lowey our our uh, guy that does the music is uh sort of kind of has connections with everybody and uh we've worked with everybody from you know you name it on pop to country to rap to metal to everything in between from metallica all the way through and and this was uh something that we've had a relationship with Ozzy that goes back to WrestleMania two, And uh, sort of we reached out to Sabbath and spoke to them, and then Sharon and Ozzy helped us kind of, you know, grease the skids a little bit and, and uh, get to a place where we could get the deal done. And uh, believe me, when Neil called me up and said, I just secured War pigs for you, there was nobody happier.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, you mentioned Ozzy goes back to WrestleMania 2 He's been on, on Raw as a GM, and, and you've interacted with him, uh, on screen, what, what, what are the, the two of them like behind the scenes?
1: That's been great for me. Growing up, you know, like Ozzy was just musically for me in that time frame that I grew up in. And you talk about the Metallicas and Maiden and Ozzy and just all of that, right? So I was a massive Ozzy fan. And then I think it was around 2000, maybe 2001 or so, WWE was going to co promote Ozfest that year, and it was kind of, I'd, I'd met Ozzy before, but this was the first time we used to own a restaurant in Times Square called The World, the company did, and uh, we did a big promotional uh, press event right at the height of the Osborne's show, so it was Sharon and Jack and the whole family, uh, and Kelly and, and Ozzy, and I did media all day, from morning till late afternoon with Ozzy, While the family did other stuff, we did a press event together. And then Ozzy and I did press together all day and just kind of hit it off and had a friendship over the years. And it's been great. And they're amazing to work with. And, you know, it's funny because Ozzy at that time was the height of the Osbournes. And so he was really playing up the sort of Ozzy, the dad, the lovable, sort of forgetful.
0: Like the comic relief kind of guy.
1: Yeah, yeah kind of character and uh and once we got rolling we were i don't know we i think we were about 10 minutes into the first bit of the the one-on-one press stuff with me and him and i was like he is just completely full of it and then you know and like, yeah he has just, the best comic created. timing
0: yeah it's, it's incredible like it's like benny hill level comic timing i feel
1: oh my god and and that's the thing but he and he does it so dry that it's it's the british thing right but it's so dry and i think people believe it's real but yeah i mean we we're going through it and you know, I'm watching him do the same skits and routines every sort of media outlet we go to. And I'm <laughs> thinking, like, oh, my God, the whole thing's like just this big comedy act for him. It's phenomenal. And, then, you know, then once I got to know him and Sharon a little bit and, you know, over the years, just they've crisscrossed our events and we've crisscrossed theirs and, and any way that we can help promote each other. So it's been a great relationship. And, you know, we were we were trying to do something together right before COVID hit. Uh, in a big way, and then uh, we're talking about doing something hopefully uh, this coming year. So it, it's it's always a great relationship. I love them.
0: That's cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the album, and you know this podcast is about the intersection of of pro wrestling and, and heavy metal because you know I run a heavy metal website, and I feel like I've had other pro wrestlers on, like Seth Rollins and and, and metalheads. And when I would ask who's the most metal wrestler. Your name is right at the top of the list. And, you know, I do want to say as someone who covers heavy metal and, and much like pro wrestling, perhaps in, in in the more mainstream sense, I feel like heavy metal doesn't get its due uh, and it kind of gets a bad rap and, it, and it's misunderstood. Yeah. There's not too many outlets in the mainstream that really actively promote heavy metal like promote these young artists and as somebody who covers heavy metal and is desperately looking for any help i want to i want to personally thank you for all the opportunities you've given to to metal bands like i'm i have no doubt that you know people watching pro wrestling uh, the first time they ever heard motorhead motorhead was your entrance you know that's kind of i mean it was it, for me it was a little earlier but that's how i got into heavy metal was yeah. just like pro wrestling entrances and and there was always a connection there
1: yeah lem obviously we had never met before i i wanted my entrance music to sort of be in that vibe of their sound and their guttural feel and we ended up getting them to do it and then that would over time strike up a friendship, a very, very strong friendship between Lem and I and that that would last right up until the very end. And it was interesting that we we did the music and then this was about the time he and I were kind of starting to get into a place where we were becoming not just somebody that did my music and the, the wrestler guy that I did music for. But where we were becoming friends outside of all of that where we didn't even really talk about any of that stuff. We were just friends. And I went to see him. I don't remember what city they were in. Might have been New York, but I just they were in town. He buzzed me. So I drove in to go see them and we were we were talking and he goes, dude, you gotta look out there tonight? He said, You know, you gonna I'm just gonna stand out front and he said, When you turn around and look, he goes, wait till you see all the kids that are at our event. He goes, We didn't have any of that till we started with you, man. He said that the The shift, he goes, it used to be like an old timer event (laughs) at our shows where it was all these like old metalheads that had kind of aged out and it was like, you know, this old thing. And he said, man, all of a sudden, we're like, we're like this cool young band and we got young kids here and, and teenagers and, and young adults that are at our shows again. It's been like a refresh for us. And people were getting turned on to them, which to me, there was no bigger compliment of. But I see that going forward now in in what we do. To me, I'm just, I love the music. I love the feel and the power of it. So using it for what we do. But when you see bands that we've worked with and, you know, they, they give us the gift of their sound to help create that environment. And, and the, in the flip of that, they get a PR and, and an exposure thing that they really sort of couldn't get anywhere else because there's no... Buddy, that gives them that platform, sadly, anymore. So when you talk about the Code Oranges and you know Poppy and you know just all the different bands, Motionless and White, and just different people that we've worked with and 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 uh, and have great relationships, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, like you're not hearing Slipknot on any other show on the USA Network, I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Murder, She Wrote rerun isn't using Slipknot.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm curious, uh, when did you start listening to Metal Light? Like, wh- what, what was the moment for you? And uh, something I, I ask uh, all of my guests is, did your love for heavy metal come first or your love for pro wrestling?
1: So they both happened about the same time. Probably the, the, the wrestling thing happened a little bit younger. I think I was probably like five or six, maybe, when the first time I can remember watching it with my dad. Um, and just being enamored with it and seeing Chief J. Strongbow was the first guy I ever saw. And I was just like, oh my God, what is this? And I thought th- this was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. You know, I, I just did an unboxing not that long ago for Sabbath for Paranoid uh, for the 50th anniversary of the album. And, uh, it was one of the first albums I ever got. I asked for it for Christmas. And, you know, uh, I think, I think that year. I'd I'd have to go and look to see what year that was, but it was either that year that, like, in those years for Christmas, I got, like, Kiss Double Platinum, Black Sabbath, Paranoid Album, and, and one other, and I don't remember what it is right now, but sort of got turned on to that stuff at a very young age, probably first, second grade, and just heard it and was like, oh, my God, what is that? I remember hearing Sabbath for the first time. I heard Iron Man was the first song I ever heard. And just thinking like, oh my God, I got to get this. Like, what is that? Somebody told me what it was and then I had to have it. And that stuff just connected with me. It connected with me powerfully in a in a different way. I think much like wrestling did, you know, there's always, there's something to those things for, you know, for, for me certainly, but for certain kids where superheroes and powerful things and, you know, that that power and that energy and that aggression resonated with me um, and still does to this day, you know?
0: Right. And it's in a way like a, a bit of an escape too, you know, because it's, yeah, it's this whole different world.
1: And then, and then when you get into it, it's funny because I think there's a lot of people that look at metal sometimes as like this because it's heavy and aggressive in, in that manner that, and, you know, movies use it for, to create certain images, right, just like we do. But I think there's a mistaken thing that, like, people that listen to it are violent or whatever. You go to heavy metal concerts and it's all, like, these Satanists or, like, people doing violent things and violence happens at these things. And the truth is, and I realized this when I started going to my first concerts when I was a kid, like, oh my goodness, i my, to it's like a community. Like, all these people get along and they all share this passion for the same music and... You know, you're you're a young teenage kid or younger, and and yet there's these older teenage kids that in any other setting would be like wouldn't have the time of day for you, but because you're at the same concert together, all of a sudden they're like you have this bond together. It's it's a different thing. You see, I still see that to this day. NXT we do a lot of things with Download Festival or. Or these these uh, metal festivals, or the bands that we do stuff with, the camaraderie that it brings, the community that it brings, the the bonding that it brings to that stuff. It's actually really cool to see. It's the exact opposite of what I believe people think that it is.
0: I'm really happy you said that because I, I absolutely agree with you, like 100. percent And it it is a sense of community, and I think there is that connection with pro wrestling, where like you know if you see if you're walking down the street, it's not that often that you're going to see somebody with a Metallica shirt or an Iron Maiden shirt, and you kind of like give them the horns, or whatever, and I feel the same thing would be, you know, if you're walking down the street and you see a Finn Balor shirt or a Undisputed Era shirt, it's like, oh, this this guy knows what's up. Like we have, we immediately have this connection.
1: Yeah, there's a community there and an unspoken thing there where you know, it's I, I often think it's like, uh, you know, if you if you ride motorcycles, where everybody that rides by uh, if you're a, if you're on a motorcycle and somebody else rides by them on a motorcycle is just unspoken thing where you just kind of wave at each other right i i feel like it's the same in the industry like with metal like if you see somebody with something metal on it connects you to them if you see something somebody with something on that's uh wwe or or a superstar that you resonate with it's it's a connection to them it's it's just a cool community thing
0: another person that that is huge in the metal world that also a noted wrestling fan I wanted to mention, is Adam Jones from Tool. And, you know, yeah. Tool is renowned as this amazing prog metal band, and, you know, I have my my love for them as well. And, you know, a few years ago, I'm, I'm t- tuning into SummerSlam, and all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, to perform the national anthem, here's Adam Jones. And Adam Jones to me doesn't seem like the the outgoing person of that group, like they don't even perform with spotlights on them, you know? So how did you convince yeah. him to get out there and and, and do the national anthem on, on this huge stage?
1: Dude, the funniest thing is he wanted to do it, was excited to do it, and then was so nervous and he was like, oh my God, well I don't get nervous like at all for our concerts. I've never been this nervous to play my whole life, like this is the most ridiculous thing. It's just how he is. He is the most, honest. he's a great friend of mine. I'll tell you a funny story. He was at my 50th birthday party. My wife throws me this crazy 50th birthday party where uh, there's like a local band that's playing that's a friend of a friend. But he, he's like a local guy. I don't really know him, but they got a band and they're pretty good. And at the end, like they go into two Tool songs and Adam's sitting there. And like you know, they play these tool songs, and then they get done. And I walk over to him with Adam, and the guy is like, "Holy shit! Did I just play your songs in front of you? And like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. the craziest, the craziest thing." But then, like Adam's the most unassuming uh, guy. Then uh, this will sound like I'm t- telling you a my own story but my my wife gets John Fogarty and Billy Gibbons has been a friend of ours for years play my birthday party so that's part of the surprise like this local band plays and then later like Fogarty plays and Billy Gibbons plays Adam was like a little kid he videotaped (laughs) the whole thing on his phone like just recorded the whole thing and was like he just kept looking at me going dude these guys are like icons man like he was just out of his mind that's so funny like it's it's so cool like i love when you see people that are like at his level but they're just such fans of the genre and the other people and man it's just it's their passion they're not just you know i don't know it's, it's, he's he's the coolest guy for that to me
0: and and he called you like his yoda which i feel is, is very high praise <laughs> and, uh, like uh, i think he meant like old and wrinkly <laughs> i think you yeah. no, i think it was more he was very like he He took the influence from you of like presentation. I believe he was saying and how you guys put together the sets. And obviously like WWE is in a league of its own with the production and the graphics and all that. So it was just very cool to me to see a guy, like you said, someone so highly revered find you in such high reverence
1: <laughs> yeah well that's a uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that he thinks that but he, he's just a great dude i love him
0: and i know he's a huge wrestling fan and, and i've seen him oh my god in so, the crowds so, of shows
1: so much so yeah. yeah so much so he's massive yeah
0: and i was curious you know he goes to these indie shows because uh, i've seen him on these videos of these indie shows does he text you like like scouting reports i guess they would be like hey you should check out this i saw the craziest wrestler or whatever like that
1: yeah, it's fun. we'll we'll talk about it every now and then when we when we see each other we'll talk about it. oh he might send me a text or he's friends with a, a, a friend of mine they're really close and so they, they'll text a lot and he'll send me stuff go hey I was talking to Adam yesterday Adam said to tell you this and he'll tell me a bunch of stuff you know <laughs> which is really cool so yeah he's he's just a huge fan it's it's a funny thing he's like a performance art guy you know his his wife is like a an, an incredible artist and I I often think of him as like. It's funny. I I almost think of him less as a musician and a, he's more of a performance artist to me. The music right. is how he does it, and but I think that's the connection. Like he sees wrestling as this like crazy performance art and the stages and the it's it's you know everything with him is about the image it's the overall impact it's not just the song it's the the aura and the vibe and everything yeah yeah it's it's how that song makes you feel but it's then the artwork that came with the song and it's the the packaging and it's the when you come to see the song here's what happens on the stage it's it's this all-encompassing you know experience all of it and and in a way that's sort of what we do you know so i think that's the connection point man he's just he's a performance artist
0: that's so cool to hear you say that. And and you know my time is running out, so I just have two things I want to uh, uh, talk about. Like, what I wanted to say is what I love that you're doing with NXT by differentiating it from WWE's Raw and SmackDown. Let's say is it's almost as if WWE is like let's say American Idol, and NXT the the aura and the vibe is is more like Headbangers Ball, and and I really love that yeah. edge. Even like the graphics and 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 even like bringing back cool stuff like Halloween Havoc. Like, I really love the metal vibe to it.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, like, in, in a way, Rod and SmackDown are like pop music, right? They, they're they the most popular, the most exposure, the biggest swath of, like, mainstream everything that you can See, like, right, like I might not be the the biggest fan of the genre of music, but I would go to one of those concerts and go like, oh, that was great! Like, what man, what a performance! And and the whole thing of it was just phenomenal. Not my cup of tea musically, but man, it was it was. Incredible, and I, I think from a pop music standpoint, that's what Raw and SmackDown are to me. They're pop music that, that excitement, the fun, the energy, all those things, and they connect to everybody, and everybody can enjoy them. And then there's the sort of NXT is a little bit more of its own, like niche of the the metal and the and the harder edged and the just more aggressive. And and it's not that the product is necessarily any different in its execution. It's the presentation of such and and it's just different and and I think you know in some ways they all have to have a little bit of that difference the brands to to incorporate their own field, so, you, so that they're not all the same.
0: And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to War Games. It was one of my favorite shows growing up, so very cool to see it come back. A- as we wind down, my last question is, I'm just very curious, I know Vince is a, is a very big ACDC fan, what other music does Vince McMahon listen to? What, what do you catch him listening to when you pop into the house, or into his office, or whatever?
1: Well, he, he's, a, he's a, like a I think more, sort of a classic rock kind of guy. You know, ACDC is obviously the big thing for him, but the Stones, Bob Seeger, like those are things that I think really resonate with him. When we're all together in the summertime and stuff, I put on classic rock, but he's also like a huge Motown guy and loves that, that kind of... Uh, Fun exciting fast paced like motown stuff he loves that but but that 's his vibe, but like a c d c yeah that 's that 's it for him we you know we 've gone to concerts over the years and stuff, and it 's always it 's fun to see the stuff that resonates with him but again he he 's a big uh, a big performance art kind of guy himself in that like he loves the music, but to him it 's the experience and all that, and he loves a lot of the variety, so if somebody gives you like a really a great show like you know years ago, all of us going to Kid Rock or he loves ZZ Top, you know all that all that stuff where where they can give you that performance as well as not just the music the music resonates but the performance is big too he loves that
0: that's funny it's it's essentially kind of the same with with uh wrestling like it's not necessarily you know to not not to get too inside but the the work rate but it's like the energy and the the vibe and like is he you know like is he giving me this this energy that i connect with kind of thing as opposed to is he technically doing the the playing to par whatever
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's there's, you know, I mean, I would say this all the time years ago is like Hogan was never the most technically sound guy, but you can make the argument that he's the biggest star, one of the biggest stars certainly ever in the history of the business. Right. So it's not about being the most technically sound. Right. Like
0: even with like a ZZ Top or ACDC, it's like the same. It's very, you know, it's kind of like it's a very Hulk Hogan-esque approach to music (laughs)
1: kind of. Yeah. Same three (laughs) chords, but it's magic every time. Right. Right. Yeah awesome
0: uh it's been great talking to you about this stuff like you you have been on my uh bucket list of guests for this show i'm I'm such a huge lifetime fan of wwe thank you so much for taking the time to do this and, and and good luck with this sunday's war games it's on the wwe network nxt war games two great war games matches triple h thank you so much
1: thank you very much i appreciate the time
0: I tried very, very hard not to mark out during that interview. I hope I did a good job. And uh, thanks again to Triple H for hanging out. And War Games, again, this Sunday on the WWE Network. And uh, I'm very, very excited because War Games is one of the most fun events of the year. And uh, especially with how WWE has been doing it lately. And, And there's a great card this weekend. So let's get to it. First of all, the main event, Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee. And and his crew of misfits. I obviously I think undisputed era is going to win, but I think it's, it should be a fun match. And I'm curious to see if Pat McAfee is going to be doing. Uh, Another moonsault off the top of the cage I think that would be really really cool And in the women's war game match It's team Shotzi of Shotzi Blackheart Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai Versus team Candice Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez And Tony Storm First of all I'm so glad Tony Storm is on the main NXT show She's going to be a huge star I think Shotzi is amazing I think all of the women in this match are incredible So it's going to be a really really fun match should be interesting because unlike with the men's match, with the men's match, the heels have the advantage, which is the tradition with war games. In the women's match, the women, the the faces, the good guys, the good gals, I should say, have the advantage. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that because, you know, typical wrestling storytelling is uh, the protagonist is is always in peril and has to come back and overcome the odds. So how they will do that should be interesting. For the North American Championship, we have Leon Ruff, the brand new Fly by Night champion, uh, who uh, Leon Ruff, I've seen his stuff at evolve. He's really fun, and he's shown some of it off in NXT, and and I think he's been doing really well. He's taking on Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. I kind of feel like this belt belongs to Damian Priest, like he's the one that needs it the most to kind of get a little more credibility, and he's been getting over really well on NXT lately, and I think he could really use it. So my prediction is Damian Priest. Then we got Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes in a strap match. Uh, honestly, this, this feud uh, hit and miss for me, but I, I assume Dexter Loomis is going to win. A match that should be, I think, the sleeper hit of the night is Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. I think it's going to be Thatcher for this one. That, that's my prediction. So that's NXT War Games on the main WWE shows. Things I'm really into right now is I'm loving the Sasha Banks storyline i'm a little surprised they moved away from bailey so quickly because i i really like that but maybe they're just going to get back to that early next year with uh, the wrestlemania season but i love that sasha's finally getting her proper title run that she's deserved for years i'm not too crazy about the feud with carmelo but you know both of them are are friends and i'm sure they're going to work together to, to put on the best, best match they possibly could uh, I'm loving the Roman Reigns angle. Anything going on with Roman Reigns lately has been very, very good. The, the stuff with Kevin Owens last week was really cool, and I'm going to be looking forward to their feud because Kevin Owens is one of the best promos in WWE, so it should be cool to see how they work together. And on the Raw side, I, I like the Hurt Business, and I, I'm a fan of Drew McIntyre. That That's kind of it. <laughs> like, a lot of the stuff on Raw, I'm not really too hot about uh, Smackdown right now is, is the, like a much more fun watch for me personally uh, and NXT overall ultimately the takeovers are, are my favorite events so I'm very much looking forward to this Sunday and I'm curious what you think please hit me up on social media. Rob injection is my handle. Also squared circle pit has accounts. I post classic wrestling clips, classic metal clips tied to wrestling metal heads, wearing wrestling stuff, wrestlers wearing metal stuff. Uh, So check me out uh, on Twitter. It's squared circle pit. There's no E in circle though on Facebook, Facebook, search us out and we're also on instagram so give me a follow on there and i promise it will not be as long as this this was the longest gap i believe in quite a while in square circle pits there will be another one this month i hope you can tune in till then my name is rob you've been great